0: She smells so delicious. Uh, I'm not mad at it yet. I'm not going crazy. It's only been a couple hours. I've been on a diet. Uh, Carmen is uh, making up for you not eating any of the pizza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got it. Don't worry. <laughs> she sure. said she's got you covered. Yeah, yeah. And then took two fistfuls of pizza. Let's go to the hotline and welcome to the back to the show our friend Brad Melcher. Brad, how are you, sir? Hey, brother Mike.
1: How you doing?
0: Are you on a mad t- uh, publicity tour for this thing?
1: I'm. I'm on ai actually I'm on a mad publicity tour, but oddly it's all in my house. So they've <laughs> me at all times to, you know, here you're on Fox news, but you're in your house and yeah. you're on, here's NPR, you're in your house. But
0: what's uh, your background look like, like? Do you have a nice background at least?
1: I, I have the best narcissistic background because everyone, if you look right now, everyone's background, it, they always put books there because they want to look smarter. Right. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the books that I sit in front of, I wrote all of them. Ah, I used to sit in front of a book that I didn't write. Like, that's the <laughs> best narcissist way to do It's like, I made my name on the spine of every book.
0: That is very good. That is very smart. People and people, if they see one interview that they like, they go, well, this guy's pretty cool. I wonder if he's, oh yeah, there it is right behind him mm-hmm. all that stuff.
1: And you got enough. But now. I just want, cause you know, now they're, now they're reporting on people that are like, oh look, here's what. You know, uh, Paul Rudd is sitting in front of one. Let's see what's on his bookshelf. Oh, he reads this. He's a smart guy because we never want to look smart. Yeah, I love that anyone who examines mine is going to go like, "Oh, what does Brad Meltzer read? He reads Brad Meltzer. Like <laughs> that's what I want."
0: <laughs> he likes his own books. He's not mad at it. Uh, Brad has got a nonfiction book out called The Lincoln Conspiracy, which I, I'm a, I'm not going to lie to you, Brad, and I think you know this as an author. Uh, uh, I my time is limited. I'm not traveling. Traveling, like airplanes and stuff, is a great time to read your books. Uh, and, I, and I'm and i old now, so when I start to read, I fall asleep. It's hard for me to get into it. But, but this seems like this is something really interesting. I, I was unaware that there were other attempts to kill President Lincoln even before he became president.
1: Right. That's the crazy part because we all know the story of John Wilkes Booth ending Lincoln's presidency. Right. But as you said, this is the story of the first secret plot to kill Lincoln at the very start. Because in order to be sworn in as America's 16th president, Lincoln had to travel from his home in Springfield, Illinois, and head to Washington, D.C. But the only way to get there is you had to go through Baltimore. And at the time, Maryland was a slave state. So the plot is very simple. A secret society planned to kill Abraham Lincoln when he comes through Baltimore and basically, end this presidency before it even begins. And, and it, it all really happened.
0: And it was all because of uh, of slavery. This was the this was the re, he knew they knew in the beginning when they were uh, electing this guy that he was going to be the one to abolish slavery, and they had to get rid of him. So they tried to get him before his inauguration.
1: That's exactly right. In fact, that you know, there's a scene. You're on a train, a speeding train, in the middle of the night, and on this train, there's lots of passengers. We're focused on four of them. The two of them are businessmen. There's a woman. And she's got an invalid brother who's hunched over and none of them are who they say they are because oh. the guy is a famous private detective, Alan Pinkerton of the Pinkerton detective agency. Right. The woman is Kate. The woman's Kate Warren. She's America's first female private eye. And her so-called brother is not her brother. He's not even invalid. Of course, that's Abraham Lincoln. He's in disguise. And they've given him a code name, a secret code name, and they're whisking him away in the middle of the night because this group called the Knights of the Golden Circle, an offshoot of them, are trying to kill Lincoln because they see him standing. They're worried he's going to stop slavery. And, I, by the way, I just ruined Chapter 1 of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, but so, chapter one.
0: So, so, So okay, so he's dressed, so meanwhile, he's what, six-something, he's incredibly tall, and he's hunched over and dressed like an invalid so nobody recognizes him. And, and you know, we don't have TV, we don't have social media, certainly, uh, uh, so maybe nobody knows what he looks like. Did they not... Lincoln, who when you there is nobody else who deserves a word stoic more than Lincoln, you hear it, you automatically think Lincoln, but they didn't like him. He wasn't stoic back then. He was ugly. They were saying he was ugly, weren't they?
1: They said they, they, they hated one. They hated him. I mean, they hated him. They left his name. They won't even put his name in 10 different states on the presidential ballot because they hated him so much wow. even though he was a rightful nominee they like would not even put him like 10 states never even voted a single <laughs> vote for abraham lincoln he wasn't on there they hated him three days after he's elected south carolina passes a resolution we're seceding him from the union and it, it's you know their intent to to step out and everyone's calling him ugly he's six foot four at a time when nobody is six foot four if you see you've never seen anyone at that time six foot four and trying to hide him on a train it, you know, it's like trying to hide LeBron James in an arena. Like, yeah. you're, good luck. Like, and, and one of my favorite scenes in the book is when they actually have to go and tell Abraham Lincoln that there is a plot to murder him. And it's late at night. They're in the hotel room. And, you know, Lincoln's exhausted. He's been shaking hands all day, traveling all day. And Alan Pinkerton, the famous detective, says to him, listen, sir, we know you have this big event in Philadelphia tomorrow. We need you to skip the event. Let's get get you out of here early. We're going to, you know, save the day and save your life. And Lincoln's like, I'm not missing the event in Philly. And they're like, why? And here's what's happening in Philly the next day. And this is just bananas. Is Lincoln doesn't want to miss, they are honoring the original birthday of one of Abraham Lincoln's heroes, a man named George Washington. Mm. And no way is Abraham Lincoln missing George Washington. And so they go to Philadelphia, Abraham Lincoln, risking his life going there, but he, they give a He gives a big speech at Independence Hall, talks about the Declaration, and God bless Josh Mensch, who worked with me on this book, found the original speech that Lincoln gives that day. And he says, like, talks about how everyone should have an equal chance in America, but this is what he says. He says, if we can't save the country without giving up that principle, and then Abraham Lincoln pauses, and he says, I was about to say I would rather be assassinated on this spot than surrender. Wow! And and what I love, exactly, I had the same reaction, is that he knows that there's a plot to kill him when he says those words. And and soon after that is when they whisk him out of there. They take him out. I won't tell you how it'll ruin it, but it'll blow your mind. But that's how they potentially save Abraham Lincoln's life right there.
0: So my question for you is, here I am at 48 years old, unaware that this even happened. How do you research this so well? Where is all this information? Who are you talking to? to find out these details, because I know you're not going to put it in the book unless it's all in, all really happened. How do you do this?
1: Yeah, no, so, and listen, it, it begs the question, why does did none of us know this story? Yeah. And this was, this was the biggest story in the whole country on the front page of the newspaper. And then guess what happens? A week later, the Civil War explodes. Uh-huh. And then four days after that, four years after that, Abraham Lincoln gets a bullet in his head, and this story becomes a footnote. Yeah. Obviously not anymore. So we, we found one of the things that was key is alan pinkerton the famous detective who's so amazing in this book he's like batman you know he's just fighting crime and saving the day he kept meticulous diaries and all of his detectives he required them to keep diaries too so we found the original diaries of what happened and where where do you where do you find this um you know the sad part is is a lot of them are just online they used to be just in libraries is obviously you know but but they, they used to, you'd have to go to a library, that you know, the New York Historical Society was yeah. really helpful, like, but now, uh, you know, the National Archives has made, you know, so much of this uh, available online. There's a story in there that we found, I love the story, there's an 11-year-old girl who writes a letter to Abraham Lincoln, and you know, as you said, he was ugly, and, and he back then he was clean-shaven when he was elected, and mm-hmm. so he's clean-shaven, and this little 11-year-old girl writes. Dear, you know, Mr. Lincoln, my brothers, some of them are going to vote for you, some won't. I think people would like you more if you grew a beard. Yeah, that's, see, now that's true, because I've always
0: heard that, but I didn't know
1: that was real. True. Not only is it true, is because I was like, is it true? He starts growing a beard. He sees her on the train trip. They actually find her family, and he says to her, Grace, look, here's the beard I grew for you. And he's wow. never clean-shaven again. The most famous beard in history, but I was telling you that story. Simply say, when I went to the National Archives, they showed me the actual physical letter. That's crazy. They have the letter. The letter was kept. So to see this stuff firsthand is just, you know, I feel like I'm Indiana Jones crawling on my hands and knees through the cobwebs to find this stuff.
0: Yeah. Now, where does the book end uh, as far as uh, the, his actual assassination? Before then.
1: Yeah, we you know, so what's really wild is the secret society is called the Knights of the Golden Circle. Their their goal is to have a golden circle, a place in south in, south, in the southern part of America where slavery is going to thrive forever. And that's what they want. And what, what is wild that you'll see um, is that at the end, even though the Knights' plan is defeated, guess who eventually joins the Knights of the Golden Circle? A man named John Wilkes Booth. Gotcha. And it's, it, so you'll see it all come full circle. It's an incredible story. But the reason we love the story is that it lets you – it's the context of when it's happening. It's a, it's a moment in time where America's split in two, Uh, each side hates the other side whatever side you're on you think the other side are complete not a morons does that sound familiar to you (laughs) right very much so it's exactly where we are right now and and i love that we get to show people what real leadership looks like you know abraham lincoln comes in and what he does is he doesn't try to divide us he he fights to unite us he stands for these united states of america and and you know it doesn't hit people with a fist he you know he approaches people with an open hand and his brain and you're like Oh my gosh,
0: the guy's so awesome. Yeah, well, I listen, everybody everybody always loves Lincoln. That's always everybody's favorite president. All the other presidents loved Lincoln. Uh, this is amazing and and uh, we learned so much from you. I love, you know, I'm always uh, intrigued by the by the government, and the secrets of the White House and things like that. This book uh I had no idea and I think most people that this even happened and to hear you tell the story and the research that you do, you, no one does it like you. Uh make sure you check it out. It's called The Lincoln Conspiracy by our friend Brad Meltzer. And it is available now and doing well already?
1: Yeah, no, we're very happy. I mean, you know, it's. it's I love that people are buying this for Mother's Day and Father's Day. But yeah. what I love even more is that they see Lincoln as a per You know what Lincoln is doing when he, when he finds out he's the nominee for president? He's mm. in an alleyway playing handball. <laughs> he's just a dude. You know, like we all know Lincoln as the master. But this is Lincoln when he's starting, when he's like figuring himself out and they lose the inaugural address because they're totally, like, you know, just disorganized. And yeah. I love that Lincoln can remind us we're all human beings. It's okay to be normal.
0: Wait, I'll tell you what, though. he uh, I go to Disney a lot with my kids, and in the Hall of Presidents, he is quite menacing-looking.
1: Yeah, no, no. If you turn down the lights there, because I've been in there. I had to do research on Disney once. I did a book in the Secret Tunnels below Disney. You put the lights down in the Hall of Presidents and Abraham Lincoln is like the monster robot in the Simpsons yeah. coming to kill you.
0: <laughs> why, why are we so obsessed with that? I look that up all the time, the secret tunnels under Disney. They're basically just ways to get in and out, but yet we're so obsessed with it.
1: No, the reason we're obsessed with them is because Walt Disney, when he came to Florida, he knows our, our terrain. There, You can't have a basement. You right. know? Disneyland had a basement. So what he did is he built the entire first layer of Disney World and then he covered it up in dirt and then built Disney World as we know it. So, when you're in Disney World, you're actually on the second level. There's a whole level of utilidors underneath it. And the reason they built it is because if Mickey Mouse comes out in one part of the park, he can't get to the back of the park without being mobbed. Right. Right? They will just, but they needed places for him to disappear, to change costume. They needed ways to, like, where do you put the trash? You don't want to drag it through the whole park. So, the man was a master. And I was just like, when I heard there were secret tunnels below Disney World, I'm like, where so i did this book called the millionaires and and disney was kind enough they actually brought me in and i still to this day have people who read that book and who check that that entrance is still there because i show you where a couple of the entrances are and, and they're there my, my kids check them every single time we go
0: what is one thing in that book that blew your mind about the disney book
1: um i love oh i know what it was they have a computer um like just like the you know like i i think of it like war games like the, the kind of command room but they have a command room a computer room where as the weather goes bad there is a signal that gets sent out uh-huh. that tells everyone there rain's coming lose the mickey t-shirts put out the mickey umbrellas uh-huh. so by the time that first <laughs> drop hit the umbrellas are already out and you already got your hand on your wallet like it's uh-huh. Genius, yeah, like that's, that's like funny. that's like that's like you know Mister Burns diabolical level
0: genius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the book is called The Lincoln Conspiracy. It's by Brad Meltzer. You know we like all of his stuff. I mean, it's great to see. This. One more question, because I know you probably got to go. But uh, no, I, no, s- I'm
1: good. I got time. I got time. Okay,
0: I saw you uh, online reading books, reading the kids' books to kids. But were there actually any kids there?
1: No, I'm in quarantine. <laughs> so, actually, the, the kids that I'm reading to are my own kids. Who, by the way. So I do these story times for, you know, we had so many, like, PBS said, can you read your kids' books? Because obviously, you know, the Lincoln book is for adults. It's, you know, it's, it's real. But we do with these kids' books for my own kids that I wrote. And I film these story times, and we dress up in costume. I dress up like Amelia Earhart and Abraham Lincoln. Of course we do. And the funniest part is I tell my kids, like, okay, we're going to bring, like, a TIE fighter in um, when we do Amelia Earhart. It's going to be really funny. And so my kids are in charge of all the special effects. So they literally are tying like the millennium falcon to a to a fishing rod and, and, and like it. everything you see it all falls apart everything i do on camera breaks none of it is planned and i love it that way it's yeah. like it's like it's we, it's all together by scotch tape
0: i'll tell you the one good thing about this pandemic is that uh, families are really starting to do things together that they wouldn't normally do i've spent more time with my seven-year-old daughter this past month i have loved every minute of it There's a family here in St. Pete that uh, that their father is a a, like guitar player at a a nice hotel here, like out at the bar area, and he has got his kids and they do a different song every day and they're all like you know between like five and nine years old. I mean the the talents and the things that families are doing together and doing things have been the best part about this.
1: Yeah, but I I wish I could say that like oh that's so awesome and happens in my house because it is awesome, but in my house. My kids are just happy to watch me mess up on <laughs> camera when I'm doing stuff. Like there's a point where I'm not joking. Our, um, uh, downstairs, our dog starts barking while I'm talking oh, and I look at my oldest. Okay. And I'm like, give him the look. Cause I'm live on Facebook doing this. And I give him the look to say, go downstairs and get rid of the dog. And he looks at me. Blank eyes has no idea. Mm-hmm. The dog is still barking. We're still live. We got like, You know, like seventy thousand people were watching. Like, were clicking up on this thing. It was craziness. And and I look at him again. And finally, I'm in the Q and A part where people are asking questions. And finally, I say, "Well, why don't you go downstairs and turn it off?" Like, I literally say that as the answer. And he's like, "Oh, secret code, okay." (laughs) And my kid, my kids have single played that single moment back fifty million times, without exaggeration, fifty million times, just to see that moment where. I screw up so badly that I have to tell them go downstairs and deal with it.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, the book again, Lincoln Conspiracy, Brad Meltzer. Brad writes in a very entertaining way. Uh, he's not writing above you. He's not writing down to you. It's it, They're uh, good reads, all of his thrillers and uh, this is something everybody loves to read about Lincoln and here's a story we didn't even know. Ex- it's like finding the uh, the lost episode of Lincoln.
1: No, that's what I'm like. I'm literally like uh, Nicholas Cage, I'm I'm like him in National Treasure, but yep. with books. Like yep. that's how I see myself because yep. I feel like that's the only way I can describe myself and feel good about myself is if I, yeah. Although I, you know, I hear a funny stories when you go to the National Archives when it was open. You know what the number one question asked of the National Archives uh, security guards? What? Did Nicholas Cage is, really
0: is, steal the <laughs> Declaration of Independence? No, <laughs> it's even
1: worse. It's even worse. They, is they, that is the real one? Really a secret? Is there really a secret map on the back of the Declaration uh. of Independence? <laughs> and, but I'll tell you this: I can tell you this. There is, of course, that's not real. But this is what is real: is there is a handprint in the bottom left-hand corner when you go, and to this day, nobody know, nobody knows who the handprint belongs to. But it's li- you can look at it. I promise you, you'll see it there, and you'll be like, Brad sent me to see this. But I researched it for one of the books, and and there is truly. This kind of secret handprint that you can look when you see it,
0: and we can't run that through some sort of database or something. Yeah, but who knows? Do they have? I mean, them you back can run then, it, you know? but
1: yeah, they just yeah, we can we can run it through all we want, but yeah, good luck. It's ye old John, and,
0: <laughs> you know Thomas. So. That's interesting. Oh, look, we love talking to you. I can't. So now Brad's been on the show for years, years. Right, yeah, never met Brad. Uh, we exchanged emails, Christmas this cards. Was, this
1: was going to You know this was going to be our time.
0: This was going to be our time. Oxford <laughs> Exchange. We mm-hmm. actually had a place for you to come here to Tampa. And the goddamn virus did not want us to be together.
1: I, I said, well, the funny part was when they told me I was going to Tampa, I'm like, oh, Mike and I are going to go. This is going to be awesome. And we had the Tampa Theater. We're going to the, to the thing, Oxford Exchange, the whole mm-hmm. bit. And I'm like, what do you mean we're not going anywhere? Yeah. But I will say the Oxford Exchange, I and so people know this, the Oxford Exchange, I should say this, thanks for reminding me, has signed copies of the Lincoln Conspiracy. I signed book plates for them so that they could be put into the books. Oh, that's so if cool. you need a good Mother's Day or Father's Day gift, please support your local. I mean, listen, I love when people download it and buy it immediately, but uh, support Oxford Exchange. I mean, they they have copies there. Uh, if they sell out, I'll send them even more. But we were really trying to support the local Tampa bookstore because we were like, you, you got to, right? Yeah. This is the time when they need, those stores need help.
0: Well, uh, I'm sure that they will be open in some capacity for you to go pick that up. I always like to have a book in hand. I mean, downloading them is great and all that, but I like to hold the book. So if you want to do that, you can go get a signed copy of the Oxford Exchange. Brad, great to catch up with you, man. Good luck with this book.
1: Thank you, Brother Mike. and really appreciate all the support in kids' books, adult books, everything in between, and especially with The Lincoln Conspiracy. It means a great deal to me, my friend. Happy
0: to do it. You're the only guy that gets me to actually read a book.